I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm actor, writer, podcaster, and comedian Brett Goldstein. If you're a film and TV superfan, subscribe to the Watch Less podcast with Cal and Frazier and check out Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus and Soulmates on AMC. <laughs> Welcome back to Watch Less, Complex's podcast about movie and TV culture. My name is Cal, deputy editor of Complex's pop culture channel, and as always, the summer man Fraser Tharp is in the building. Yes, sir. You good, man? You the you you, you elsewhere good. in my building. Else, yeah, you in di- different location. Echoey lounge. What is what is that? Who who did you paint that before you got on the podcast? Uh, my it guy? looks like a like a kid just splattered that on the wall. It's so the you did paint it. No, I'm just kidding. this week we have a uh, we have a great conversation this week uh from a person you may not be too familiar with name wise but you will be you will be brett goldstein actor writer comedian podcaster he has a podcast films be buried with he stars in apple tv plus's ted lasso the Jason Sudeikis football TV series, which is, you know, a, a football. It, it's been getting a lot of acclaim and, you know, for good reason, you know, in, in, in watching the show. Well, the acclaim is always, you know, it's people kind of like surprised that a TV show spinoff of a commercial character is so great. Especially. But I think it's I think it speaks to how, like, you know, we've grown so cynical, especially in our comedy. Yeah. That yeah. Um, people are just genuinely surprised to see the humor that uh the creator Bill Lawrence, who's done Scrubs, of course, and uh, Cougar Town, which is definitely a Frasier show. Yes, but yes. I think people are always just so surprised to see like a a heartwarming comedy that isn't, as we talked about with Brett, like cheesy. Right, right. We get into a lot of that. We get into his upcoming AMC series Soulmates, which uh, premieres in October and already has a second season. But we get into a lot. You know, we talk about his podcast as well. Conversations about you know how he's getting into character for things there's a lot in this podcast i don't want to bore you with it because you're about to hear the shit anyway after this quick break hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is going to be an interesting, interesting week. Uh, normally, we're talking to a lot of guests at right before something comes out. And I mean, and, and for instance, we have something with, with Brett that will be coming out very soon, but we're in an instance right now where the show that he's currently on writing and acting on Ted Lasso has been getting a lot of positive acclaim. I think I, I didn't even realize it had dropped, but I heard so many people in the timeline talking about the show. And you know, when you check out the show, I, I was 
it's a Jason Sudeikis character that you've seen before, but I don't think I was ready for what Ted Lasso actually is in the roots of it. So it's great to have Brett Goldstein on the podcast as well again. But before we even get into that, he also there was a lot of a lot of news recently about an upcoming anthology series for AMC. The first anthology series that AMC is doing it uh, that Brett has helped create. Uh, it's called Soulmates. Uh, if you're fans of uh, Black Mirror or things that are a little you a little twisted, you're you're gonna you're gonna dig this again. We'll get into that. We can't get too heavy into that because that's not even set to come out until October. So shouts out to us for giving you this news early. I did also want to say uh, fans of Catherine Tate, aka Nelly, from you know some of the later seasons of the U- of the U.S. edition of The Office. Brett did work with her. Brett did a lot of work with her. Again, if you're fans of UK cinema, and you, I hate saying that, but I don't think Super Bob made it to America. This is Bob. This is Bob right here. Brett Goldstein, thank you for joining the Watch Less podcast. Welcome. I mean, thank you for having me. What, what a, you, you've done your homework, and for that I am. And I, I totally forgot. He's also a podcaster. He runs his own podcast, Films to be Buried With. We're, we're going to talk about all of this. Brett, you're in the UK. How has quarantine yeah. been treating you? At the end of the day, I'm very, very lucky. And I know that it's been very difficult for a lot of people. I have been in my place where I live and I've had to write. I've had to write season two. I've been writing season two of Soulmates and season two. I'm in the writer's room at night for Ted Lasso season two. Oh. So. I've just been working all the time, so I've kind of been very lucky and fine, and I must complain. But <laughs> being in your house all the time yeah. does make you see how fucking mad you are. Can I swear on this? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I want to talk to you two. I mean, I know we've got to talk about this stuff, but I listened to, I've listened, I listened to two, two of your episodes this okay. week. And they were from a few weeks back. And the first was Giancarlo Esposito. Right, oh. right. It was amazing, right? I mean, I wanted to be president. I could have listened to him talk. <laughs> it was amazing. It's one of those things where, like, it's it's Giancarlo Esposito. So you know you're going to get a good conversation. But I don't think Fraser and myself were really ready for, you know, what he... And again, he was... It wasn't just like he had points that he wanted to make. He was very engaging. I don't know. One of my favorite interviews. Again, we haven't finished this one yet, so we'll see. I know, know, but I shouldn't have listened to it because it made me go, oh, fuck, that's so much better. How the hell am I going to top that? But no swearing. You can, you can. No, keep, definitely, definitely swear. Keep swearing. Keep swearing. Right, there's some, there's some jokes in Ted Lasso I want to talk about that we okay, have good. to at least get a little dirty. So, yeah, let's get to it. Okay, good. But so, the, so, second, the second thing I listened to, the second episode that I listened to, and I, this is what I was really excited to talk to you about is it was, I think, in April and one of you had just started watching Twin Peaks for the first time. That was you. me. That oh, was me. Yeah. yeah. Did you finish? I want to know everything about your thoughts I, on it. I, I love it. Unfortunately, since April, work has gotten, again, I, I have Brett yeah. Goldstein problems. There's been so much work going on. <laughs> I haven't gotten to it. And again, it's like. I, at the beginning of quarantine, I was like, yeah, there's, I want to watch stuff, da, 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 da. Yeah. And then that trails off. And then you like, you know, you have to watch screeners. There's movies that are coming out. So it's, it's, I want to get back to it. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. getting, I'm getting over the hump of a lot of that stuff. So uh, my hope is that by the middle of September, around, around the time this podcast is, uh, is, is already out. I think, you know, I should be back on my, my quarantine viewing properly. Okay. You're Probably. gonna have to message me. And, Fra- and Fraser, did you watch the return? Did you watch season three? I didn't. I didn't do the return yet. I'm <sighs> me too. It's. I'm sorry. 
It's, it's too much I TV. Heard, I heard the return is is like mind boggling though, so I really want to sit with it. It's the same thing though. Like it's back in spring, we all felt like we would have so much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd I, be watching so many things that I that yeah. I slacked right. on. Right, no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You'll find you're, you're finally living up to the name of your podcast. <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing well, but again you know it's you, we have good problems because we we have to uh take in shows like ted lasso again it, it's right. ve- very it again a show about jason sudeikis being american mm-hmm. who doesn't know anything about football coaching a premier league team is is hilarious but the the undercurrent of that show it's there's a lot of like relationship stuff there's a lot of you know real personal connection stuff that i think is as important if not a little bit more like you know your 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 third episode where we get to see you playing roy really mm-hmm. you know tear, turn the corner i mean because again i noticed some of that in soulmates too because you wrote the pilot for that as well so mm-hmm. is is that a, a passion of yours like you know taking a premise and then you know kind of trying to slide into a lot of the uh, more dramatic more relationship type stuff yeah uh, yeah the re- relationship stuff for sure is my uh, is my sweet spot and is the stuff i'm interested in because it's where it's where i don't i don't know i always think i just you know when you think well everyone must be like this because i'm like this i don't know if everyone's like this but when i watch something if i'm struggling to get into it as soon as there's like an emotional relationship within it I'm in you know what I mean like that's always and often when I'm writing stuff if I'm ever stuck I'm like why isn't this working I'm like oh yeah because no one cares about anyone in it you know what I mean like (laughs) you have to because that's the stuff isn't it that's all that life is really no I mean Frazier and I were just having that conversation the other day about characters in the show and and your 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 amount of caring about them especially you know in terms of like you know life or death Mm. because you know you're not given those those nuggets of information and, and, and intrigue and, and melodrama into you know their their personal life it, it, it can make things difficult it can make you got to be invested right yeah plus i think that's the that's also probably a great highlight of working with bill lawrence i'd imagine right i yeah. think most of his shows are have a, a heavy dose of sentimentality that you don't yeah. you really don't get elsewhere especially in american sitcoms these days right it's true and it's like i i was thinking about that like when i'm such a huge fan of scrubs and stuff and you watch it and it will make you cry every single week. And there's sort of, it's quite special how he does it because I think in the wrong hand, it's just cheesy. It would just be cheesy and shit. But I think because it comes ultimately, ultimately, I think, and I think this is the same with Ted Lasso, I think that that both Jason and Bill mean it. Like it isn't a trick. It isn't, I don't know. I really hate using this word because it's overused, but it isn't inauthentic. I think they really mean the thing that it is. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it isn't cheesy because it isn't fake. It isn't like, oh, this will work. This will make them cry, you know, even though it is quite uh, a little bit heightened and very lovely. (laughs) They also mean it. It isn't, it comes from truthful heart place truthful heart place there you go that's that's the name of the episode truthful heart place (laughs) speaking of scrubs i noticed you guys also had uh zach braff himself behind the camera for a couple of the last episodes that's crazy that's right that's right and as a massive scrubs fan i think we were all massive scrubs fans i think i don't know if he knew this but we were all quite intimidated and i know you shouldn't (laughs) be but like we I remember the first read through of Ted Lasso. Suddenly I looked across and there was fucking JD and I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> JD's here. But he was great. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 real it's good to see, you know, the you you be able to 
operate with people that uh, you know you're you're influenced by and and have taken inspiration from. I wanted to talk, you know, actually today the one episode that I believe is solely credited to you as a writer, Tan Lines, was released. Big, big episode about Ted. Ted and his wife and his family. Have you had people that have had relationships like that before? Like, where do you draw, you know, those types of uh, situations from? I I mean, I think it's just everyone. Part of my part of the thing is I'm really bad at small talk. So if I so I don't know how to ask people that. How's the weather? Right. I'll I'll straight go to. Are you feeling depressed? Are you, you know, uh, uh, did, did something happen with your father? That sort of thing. That's, that's me doing chit chat at a, at a cashier mm-hmm. at a till. So it's partly just, I guess, being interested in that stuff and asking people and watching and from my own family and my own life and whatever. And But also, I tell you, I think I can say this, like part of where that episode came from, my original pitch for it was that you can look it up on YouTube. There's Tottenham Hotspur, who are my football team, mm-hmm. who uh, in the original adverts, uh, Jason, Coach Lasso, was with Tottenham. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a player called Lucas Mora, who I, who I love. And there was a, a thing that happened, and I basically put a story on it. I don't know if it was true, but this was the image. It, it was very moving, where at the end of the game, Lucas Mora, he'd been there, I don't know how long, a year, two years, and he'd... He was meant to be great, but he was taking his time to fit in. Mm-hmm. And then one day he scored a hat trick and it was like amazing. And he was a hero. And at the end of the game, he he walked to the stands where the crowd were. And he just stood there with the ball, like sort of posing. And people, the commentators were like going, oh, what's he doing? Like making a power pose. But he stood there for ages and you were like, what's going on? What's going on? And then eventually through the crowd, his wife and baby were like coming through the crowd. Oh, wow. And and she handed him his baby and his little boy. He was like a toddler with a dummy in. And he brought him on the pitch and put a ball in front of him. And the crowd, the Tottenham crowd were like, oh, and the <laughs> kids kicked the ball and they went, yay! <laughs> but like seeing that was was kind of, I showed that to the to the writer's room and said, that's when I was like, I th- like, to me, the story I had given to this Lucas Moura scene, which may or may not be true, but I was like, he's come, he's not from England. He's come over here struggling to fit in. Perhaps it's difficult with his wife, with his child. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sort of like, we've made this big deal. And then finally in this big game, he's sort of, he's home. He's made it. He, he belongs here. And, they, and he brings his family into it. And it was just incredibly moving. But like I say, I might be insane. I have no idea if that was the truth. <laughs> hey, look, you know what? Even if it wasn't the truth, you were able to take that and, and make something on Apple Hell TV yeah. Plus. Like, you know, that's that's yeah. that's that's the beautiful story. Um, but you, you <laughs> meant so. I mean, hearing that actually leads me to another question, because it's I'm assuming you're a big fan of football. It's, it sounds like you're 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 invested into it. Was there someone that you were pattering Roy Kent off specifically? Well, finally enough, like, obviously, there's a guy called Roy Keane that yeah. people keep saying I'm based on, but mm. he's not. I <laughs> I based Roy Kent on uh, Bill Sykes from Oliver Twist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know Bill Sykes, he walks around with the dog, bullseye! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, ba- I was like, he's Bill Sykes if Bill Sykes wasn't a wife beater. Wow, that, that's crazy. I got to give you props for that performance. Yeah. That is like one of the, the great... Just dry, gruff one-liner well, I really appreciate shots that. of energy you. that come in there. No, it's good. Thanks it's, so much. It's, 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 Even it, when it, it's not a big, not a big Roy episode, you just get like a good 
Right. Fuck off, turd. Right. Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop in, fuck off. There was this what in the pilot, I, the initial conversation between right as the old coach is getting canned. There's a moment where uh, you know, she mentions that uh, his shorts are so short that one of his his nuts are, are hanging out, and then mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, and there's the other one." And she she says, "Liam and Noel." And what is what was what was the next line? It's it's not a bit of an Liam, oasis or Liam, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Liam, no, but not quite but it's an oasis. not an oasis. Who where, yeah. where who wrote that? Who where did that line come from? Did you have any influence on that line? I love that line. You, you know what? Truthfully, I think that the pilot when when the writers came on board, Joe Kelly, Brendan Hunt, Bill Lawrence, and Jason had written the pilot. The pilot always existed, and yeah. then we came on and 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 went on with the show from there. So I believe that was always in it. Damn, and it was yeah. How did you come to the show? Were you writer first or actor? So I had acted for Bill Lawrence. I'd done a pilot with him, I don't know now, like three years ago. And it was a really good pilot, but it never got picked up. And to this day, I don't know why. It was one of them ones where I remember everyone coming off set from finishing the pilot and everyone was like, see you in August. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is definitely happening. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll move to America because I'm making this show. And then it didn't get picked up. And But me and Bill stayed in touch and we, we, we became friends. And then, and then he kind of called me up out of the literally out of the blue and he said oh i'm 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 working on this show with jason sudeikis i think you'd be perfect do you want to come and join the writers room and i was like uh what <laughs> I said, like it was literally out of nowhere i was like uh i'm quite so what and then he he said i'll set you up on facetime with jason see if you two get on and so me and jason had a facetime it was like one in the morning my time and it was really I mean, maybe this all sounds too soft, but it was really nice. And we talked for like an hour and a half. And at one point, the connection went away after like an hour 20. And then he called back and my girlfriend had been upstairs the whole time. And she came, I came upstairs and she said, you two are in love. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it was nice, wasn't it? I mean, really, really got on. And then, and then I, I, they asked me to come do it, which was great. And so I flew out to LA and I did the, did the writer's room. And Bill had always said to me, you know, I know you as an actor. If there's a, if there's a, this, you being a writer, and it doesn't mean you're not going to be an actor. But at the moment, there's no part or whatever. Anyway, while we were writing it, I secretly thought I could do Roy. I thought I really get this character, but I also knew that it was not the sort of thing I am known for. Right. And if you've seen, mm-hmm. I'm sure you haven't, but if you've seen Superbob, like Superbob is a very sweet very soft character mm-hmm. and that's kind of more the sort of parts I had been playing right so I didn't want to say to anyone oh I think I could do Roy because I thought they'd go they'd just be embarrassed and be like uh, I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> and so on my last day in the writer's room when we finished the scripts I left to, I had to go back to England but on the night before I made a self-tape just made a tape on my own of, of Roy Kent mm-hmm. like five scenes and I emailed it to Bill and I said look if this is embarrassing and you feel uncomfortable and this is awful, please pretend you never got this email. I'll never mention it. Totally happy pretending you never got it. But I think I could play Roy and here's, here's, a, here's an audition or whatever. You know, and uh, I didn't get a job. And so I had to make a threat. No. Then he <laughs> and then he sent me a message like three in the morning saying, brilliant. And then blah, blah, blah. Very, very lucky and grateful. But that's how that happened. That's awesome. Dang, now you're pulling double duty. Yeah, yeah, but it also happened. Yeah, so while that was, this is, I mean, that 
<laughs> I literally am the luckiest man in the world and I cannot complain. But it's, it is mad how this all happens at once. Yeah. Because for, because for years and years, I was just trying to make stuff, trying to, you know, and you get to a point where you think, well, this is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, that, and you just sort of think, well, after, I mean, I really had that moment last year. I come out for pilot season again. We've been developing this show, Soulmates, for three years. Mm-hmm. I just thought it's never going to get, mm-hmm. it's never going to get greenlit. We're just, we'd actually been developing it for six years, but for three years with AMC. Mm, and it just wow. felt like that's never going to happen. I had loads of things like that. And, you know, I was kind of making a living, but nothing was really getting picked up. And right. you just, I remember having a moment of like, oh, well, I guess it's never going to happen. And I am going to make peace with that and just have a nice life and do, do bits of Bob's script edit where I can, help people out, whatever. And that'll be okay. And then I get the phone call from Bill right. and then mid said last time I get the phone call from AMC say we've got the green light and I was like fuck <laughs> that's amazing it, it's it's because I I had a similar story I remember I was writing I was I had just turned 30 and I was like I, I I'd made a little you know supplemental mm-hmm. income I could buy some hats some shirts whatever but it wasn't anything big yeah. and I told myself I was like by the time I turn 31 if something doesn't happen you know it's it's customer service for the rest of my life whatever the hell yeah. I was doing and that summer there was a job opening and, and I ended up going through the process and getting, and eight years later, I'm still at complex. I mean, that, that, that I, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds crazy, but that's yeah. how it happens sometimes though. It's, it's just that one moment and then everything starts coming in and then you're has your life changed a lot though? I mean, you know, last year you didn't have, you know, a, a, <laughs> Apple and AMC, you know, picking up uh, and officially putting out your shows. Yeah. My life has changed in that I literally have, no hours in the day to spend with loved ones and i'm delighted (laughs) that's doing doing wonders for your mental health right it's worked out perfectly (laughs) all my dreams come true i get to avoid family i get to avoid friends (laughs) i don't have time for anything become a sad depressed person in my room that's that's the that's the dream that's the dream no but i mean i will say it was i was just looking it seems like both of these shows got very quick renewals. I think it was maybe five days after it premiered that Ted Lasso got season yeah. two, and nobody's. I've we've seen Soulmates, but seen it? we we we. I watched. I, I watched, watched the, the first two. I, I've oh, seen. Great. I've seen the first episode again. Have to make sure that uh, we know what the hell we're talking about. But uh, you know that <laughs> they they must have high hopes if that's already got that renewal before you know the public's even gotten real wind of it. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's uh, that was very nice. That they picked it up, but I, but I also think there's it's practical as well in terms of if they want it to be ready, season two to be ready at the same time next year. Right, we right. we have to get on with it, so they kind of had to make a decision before it aired. Can, uh, in I, this case, but because both of these renewals have happened during you know this this crazy mm. time in the world, can you talk a little bit about the changes to like you know how how have you adjusted the writers' rooms on you know zoom and 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 how are there what are the plans for shooting a season two of ted and uh yeah. soulmates you know going forward now that we, like, there's new protocols i'm assuming so. yeah actually yeah. that's a great question too specific to soulmates because right. um i've been reading about a lot of different practices where writers are being encouraged to write less intimate scenes or less crowd and i i gotta mm. imagine for soulmates that's a challenge that's yeah. a lot yeah it's a lot <laughs> We haven't done that. We haven't stopped the intimacy. <laughs> what we have, what we have done is at first we were like, let's write 
So this is me and Will Bridges, who we haven't named, but that is Will Bridges. Will, Will Bridges, who worked on uh, both uh, Black Mirror and Stranger and Things. Stranger Things, right. yes. Uh, so, so me and him together. So we, in the beginning of our season two chats, we were like, let's just, the sky's the limit. And then you sort of realise, the sky isn't the limit because <laughs> <laughs> there's a coronavirus and we're right. not allowed certain things. So then it was like, actually, and I really like these sort of creative challenges is going, okay, instead of just starting with whatever idea we want, let's start with the limit and then write the very, then come up with an amazing idea that fits that. So for example, trying to write some episodes that are contained, like one entirely set in a hotel, for example. So we start, that's literally the first thing is, what could we do in a hotel that would be really fucking interesting and cool? And if we can't come up with something, we move on. But it's like, so it's kind of working backwards. It's not how we used like to work, but actually it's ended up being quite inspiring and creative. Like the hotel episode, I'm really excited. I think it's been fucking great. Like it was, it was a cool limitation to put on. Right. And so it's things like that. So we've kind of written four that are manageable under any circumstances. And then we've written two that are like, if we can, if we can go really big and we're allowed to shoot in different countries and stuff like that, then we've mm. got them. And if not, then we've got, we've got two that are, half and half kind that's of smart. That's smart. And, and I, it may, it, it's good that it's an anthology so you don't have to worry about con- like, you know, really like continuing overarching things. It's, it, yeah. these are so self-contained that makes it a lot easier. Or may, it makes it a little yeah. easier for you guys, I would think. Yeah, the only thing I'm sad about is I've just finished a script and there's a whole sequence in it set in a nightclub and already what someone said, you know, I don't know you're going to be able to shoot. Like, it's a real, like, <laughs> yeah. meant to be everyone on ecstasy, everyone high, sweaty, like, right, like yeah. kind of, kind of all yeah. sexy nightclub stuff and you're like yeah i don't want to lose that no <laughs> but, yeah I'm, i mean we can do it in a house sure but it's not the same it's not the same yeah, yeah. i it, it makes me think i immediately started thinking of that nightclub scene in season one of uh killing eve and there, they, that was yeah, packed it, 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 yeah. I, I i couldn't uh i couldn't you can't do that anymore it's it's yeah. it, it, it's too messed up right now out there it's oh, a real weird. thing and, and nightclubs on film always look shit if they're not packed right right yeah. you, you, you need you need everyone you need, unless yeah. it's the worst party six years developing the show working and and, and working yeah. on the show can you talk about the origins of soulmates how it was, was yeah. it an idea that you had was it something that will came to you with how'd that come about so so the film superbuff that you mentioned so mm. me and will wrote that together uh, with John Drever and while who directed it and while we were I think while we were writing that film or in the shooting of it we were just talking we were both talking about how we like writing about relationships and that's of interest to us and then we were kind of like how do you make a show like what's a what's a way of making a show that's entirely about relationships without it feeling shit <laughs> and uh, and and then I don't know it quite kind of came out of a conversation about soulmates and, and he he's married and I'm not and we have very different kind of relationship backgrounds and feelings of of what's romantic and what isn't and all that and then and then yeah I just think we came up with the idea of what happens if there if there was a test if if science found the human soul and you could match with soulmate and then so from that idea we made a short film and the short film is really simple and it's it was just me and Laura Haddock walking through London I've given her some money I've lent her some money we're going and as we're walking, it's you're learning. Oh, they're on their way for her to take a test. You don't quite know what it is yet. Blah blah blah. And as they're walking, you see that they're like best friends, and also that he's in love with her. Mm. And then they get to this clinic, and she says, "Will you come in with me?" And he says, "No, I'll wait out here." And 
and and then you realize he's given her the money because he's hoping that her cellmate will be him ah uh, yeah but i won't tell you what happens but that was like so it's just very simple but it it told you the world and the idea of it yeah. and then and then for three years we were we were developing it with the bbc okay i don't know I'm sure you know all this stuff. It's really boring, and I'm sorry if this is boring, but it's the fact that, like, what happens is, particularly in England, I'm sure it's in America, you go somewhere like the BBC, they go, hey, we love your thing, let's make it, great. And then the person who said, let's make it, leaves. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're fucked. And yeah. Then, like, then you get assigned someone who, who was didn't choose the thing, who doesn't care about the thing, and you're just desperately trying to get out of there. And so I'm always, whenever anyone take, you know, wants to option something, I'm always like, how long have you been in this job? Because if it's if it's over a year, I'm like, forget it. That means you're leaving. If you've been there three months, I'm it. But is your replacement here? Can I talk to them? Maybe maybe we'll figure something out with them. No, it's not. Is someone here on work experience because I figure they're sticking around. Can we do this? So um, it's like the uh, the Seinfeld when they're doing the the pilot and George's girlfriend gets fired. I don't know if you're Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great that's but, great. but then but then again this is another sort of mad you go you do all this work you try all this stuff and in the end it comes down to sort of mad luck or whatever is that so will so three years into our waste well, no disrespect to the bbc huge fan mm. but it was a waste of time for this particular project will had gone out to la to pitch a load of stuff or just have like general meetings you know where you just mm-hmm. go and talk shit with like a speed dating with execs yeah <laughs> and, yeah yeah and he was at AMC and he was talking about some ideas he had. And I believe the story goes that they like cut him off in the middle of all his chat. And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. We've seen this short film you've made about soulmates. And he went, oh, yeah. And they said, can we have that? Oh, wow. Would you like, can we make that into a TV show? Wow. And he was like, oh, we're already making it a TV show, but with BBC. But our, our option was running out. And then he called me up and he was like, do you want to do it with AMC? I was like, fuck, mm. yeah. <laughs> yes, please. That's Please, crazy. Yeah, so, but then we had a whole, which I don't think is unusual, no, three years no, yeah. of development. Six years is crazy. Three years, years seems like it more makes more yeah. sense. Makes Was was yeah. it always a thing where you guys wanted to make sure, because it was an anthology, to have a lot of familiar faces? You know, I mean, seeing Sarah Snook from uh, Succession in episode yeah, one is, amazing. She, she's not in enough, I don't think. So, you know, it's good to yeah. see, you know, ha- have her really get to be in a full episode of something yeah. like this. Yeah, well, yeah, in a year where we're, you know, Succession super fans like me are being denied that season three was a good reprieve. <laughs> oh, that's good. She's one of the best actors I've ever seen or worked with ever. She's something else. Like uh, uh, something else I've learned, I've learned as an actor and as a person making stuff that really as an actor, screen actor, you have very little control over what ends up in the thing. You do lots of different things on set and the shots or takes that are chosen might not have been the ones you would have chosen. And you just sort of have to trust, hopefully, the director, the editor pick a good performance, do you know what I mean? And make a a good thing. And And I know... But what I found with Sarah Snook is every single take was fucking magic. So it didn't matter. You could pick, you could pick, pick it in any order, have yeah. performance, and it'll still be the greatest thing you've ever seen. No, she was good. She that was... and uh, the second episode has a uh, Dave Costabile. Yeah, probably one of the you know the, the best character actors out right now. 
Yeah, good. It was so exciting. We were, we, we, it's a really, we're very lucky. It was a very good cast. Yeah, yeah. Across the board. I do want to say too, I mean, we're talking about Sarah and I mean, I, I, I thought it was really great to see without it even being a thing, but the fact that you, you, you guys chose to have an interracial couple, inter- a married interracial couple with children mm-hmm. like that. And again, it there, there, the episode has nothing to do with race. None of that even mm-hmm. comes into it. It's I I, I want to thank you, whoever mm-hmm. made those calls. Because again, you know, stuff like that is very important. You know, especially in genre work. Like you know, you, yeah. you, you can you can see people of color in you know certain things because mm-hmm. it's a thing that you would normally a, a, an urban tale or whatever someone would call yeah, it. So you yeah, know, yeah. I, I think it was very important to, to the way you guys cast it. Uh, the, the the pilot for Soulmates for my for me personally. Well, that's great. I appreciate that. That's really great. I mean, look, we the whole the whole series. I hope and believe is is very diverse. And but we have a thing that we're like quite passionate about in terms of representation. And is that this is that what we had found previously is that often you'll get a, you'll get someone. And this isn't AMC, by the way. This is yeah. in other in other places where they'll go. You've got it. Like we had, we had pitch. We had ten ideas for the for the stories for the thing, and one of them was a was a gay character. And they said you have to have a gay writer to write that gay character. And we were like, well, the thing is, this this gay story, this gay is actually about a gay character. It's it's what it is is a gay story, as in it's a story about coming out, and it's a it's entirely thing. And we said what we'd rather do is get a gay writer to and say to them. What story do you want to tell? It doesn't have to be about coming out. It doesn't have to be about all the things that that, that you usually have to write about. Yeah. Like, I think it's very, so reductive, this thing of going, you've got a black writer, so they have to write a black, a black, a, black, a black issue, yeah. a black issue episode. It's like, no, well, what's your love story? I want right. to hear the, what's your love story? Let's hear that one. What's the story you've been dying to tell? What's your action film? What's your, any of it? It doesn't, because I think, Part of the issue with that is it means that basically everyone gets to write one script. Like you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can write your story and then you're finished. It's like, <laughs> and in one window. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It, so so that's kind of, a, that's why episode four, which I think, which we're really proud of. Episode four is a, is a, is a gay writer, gay director, gay actor. Mm-hmm. But it's, but what it is, is a adventure romance. A bit like romancing the stone or something like that. Mm. And it just mm-hmm. and watching it, you go, in a way, there's something really exciting about it because you go, I don't you don't normally you, you've seen this type of story before, but you haven't seen it with two men. Right. And it right. suddenly feels so fresh and like yeah. kind of new. And you go, and it's it's just, you know. I mean it's it's a little more it's a little different because the show is a lot more about race, but you know, there are moments of that show, the new HBO series, Lovecraft country that are like that, mm-hmm. where while, while it is, again, it, it, the premise is what the premise is, but you are able to get just pure action and adventure with black characters. And it's, it, and, mm-hmm. and it have nothing to do with the issues of race. Yeah. That's, that's the most important part of, you know, inclusion and diversity. It, sh- it should be, we should get to the point where, you don't notice it. It's it's just yeah. a thing because yeah. the, everybody's people. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it, you know. Sometimes it is. Sometimes in the script it is. It is about race. It is about right. gender. It is right. about sexuality. And that's fine. But it, but it, it just shouldn't. I don't know. I don't want to make a hard and fast rule. But it should be like. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but it you, can be whatever it wants to be. Like right, right, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now I do. I do want to move to films be buried with only because you know we were talking about Sarah earlier and yeah. she was on the podcast. Can, 
she she forgot about Titanic. <laughs> how, how does how how do you forget about one of the biggest blockbusters ever? She she maybe tried to block it out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's very long, isn't it? Maybe there's only so much room in her brain. It, what, it was two tapes. It was. I've never sat through the two whole tapes. film though. Honestly, it was two, two tapes. Ta- that's how two old I am. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen. The be- I, I definitely have seen the beginning with the old woman setting up the story. I've seen various shots of people dancing and like, you know, avoiding each other. And then it's, I've seen all of the chaos. That's what I yeah. wanted to see. Oh, you seen, yeah. you seen Leo on the bridge too? I, there was yeah. the commercial. I mean, I've, I've seen, again, I mentioned The Office earlier. I've seen Michael Scott do that before. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's it's such a thing that, yeah, I I, I guess I, I it's still, like, that was, a, that, was a, that was a really fucking huge movie. It's hard to... Uh... It's hard to forget like that film, but uh, and also you, you did you also did an episode with the the, the guy who plays Sam on Ted Lasso as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. I like him on the show. I, I've never seen he's him in great. anything. I don't think he he's got a, he's got a, a really really seems like a really charismatic, really really personable person. He's gonna be he's gonna be a massive massive star. Like I'd put money on him now winning an Oscar in three years. That's Let my me, well, he's. It, it's, it's to- gonna be huge. Toheep Jimmo? Am I saying his name? Tehe- right? You say it Toheep, but Tehe- it's T O H E E B. Okay. A I M O H. So, wow. so remember the good. name. I butchered it, but you guys remember the name. <laughs> you know th- this podcast lane is pretty crazy. I-, I wonder, you know, with as as a guy who has been doing a lot of writing and and a lot of mm-hmm. acting and everything else. A, what? Why? Why did you? Why did you say I'm gonna commit to? You know talking to people about you know their their favorite films and be, where do you find the time to still you know i mean that's the question isn't it <laughs> in the in the very you know uh, in the small gaps where i could see a loved one where it's like the weekend whacking a podcast then you can yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, no it's uh I, I i mean i started it fuck, i don't know maybe a year ago year and a half two years ago it's about two i did and, 2018 yeah right and i don't know it was just something i had in my head for a while which is this idea of i just thought it might be a cool idea and then it turned out it it sort of works well which is asking people they get to choose how they die i tell them they've died and then we discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them and it's Mm. half a conversation about death and it's half a conversation about films but what the real the real thing about it and i genuinely i didn't know this when i came up with it it just is is that actually it's quite a good it's quite revealing about people in terms of people end up saying perhaps more than they would in a normal kind of interview because because they're talking about film they're actually telling us about themselves so I asked them like what's the film that scared you the most or what's the film that made you cry the most but really what you're talking about is what makes you cry and what what are you scared of mm-hmm. right, you know what right. I mean like so it's a real cheeky way of getting people <laughs> to reveal more yeah yeah just like a real fascinating way to like a, i don't want to say character study but like really just trying mm. to understand the human condition you know yeah where everyone's from and their background and what made them who they are it's all it's all tight look you 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 two more than anyone know it's all culture is everything yeah. in terms of your it can define your identity or at least guide you and all of that i'm, I'm still i'm still trying to figure out what films i'd be buried with yeah. I probably I probably have a a good two, but I I there's I think it, I I can never make like a, a personal list of my favorite films. It, it feels like the hardest thing to do in life. Yeah, I mean you know mine, Cal. Oh. Yeah, 
yours, yours are everything with the mummy. <laughs> Definitely. And, and, there we go. And, and, which, and which Iron is it Iron Man 3 is the one that you love? That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be buried with, with an Iron Man, though. You've, you've, I think if, you've we, if we're talking in superhero, the... I'd, be, I'd be buried with like a, a, like a Tim Burton Batman, maybe. Mm. Uh, yes, please. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Uh, do you have any favorite guests that you've had on the podcast previously, Brett? Yeah, I had some. Well, I've got I've got favorite. Uh, I have a lot of my like comedian friends. So I'll, I'll name two that you might not have heard of, but it's James McNicholas and Camille Uchan, who are married but did it separately, and that's quite an interesting one to listen to. Yeah, one and then the other because they both talk about each other. But <laughs> but I did I did one with Sharon Stone, and that was incredible. Nice. Because, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that was really. She was. I, I was so nervous. I was like, yeah, I bet. Yeah, and I <laughs> yeah. thought I did, it was on Zoom. I didn't know what it would be like, and she was amazing. She was so funny as well, like really, really deep, but really like fun and like yeah, kind of like doing like an improv show with me. It was great. I loved it. Oh, that's awesome. Are Are there any guests that you haven't had yet that you're you're like dream guests? Dream was... guests. Dream guests. Michael Keaton. Mm. Oh my god, that'd be a good one. Maybe yeah, you yeah. could talk about Batman. I wonder if he would talk about Batman. I feel like I don't hear him talk enough about at least the first one anymore. Yeah. Well, he's gonna. He'll probably be sick of it because he's now got to talk about it a lot, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's supposed no, he's to be coming, coming back. back. There, there's yeah. rumors that he's coming back. He's gonna be in the new Flash. In the Flash, yep. Flash multiverse. Flashpoint. Do, do you keep up with a lot of that stuff? Are you a big uh, superhero movie guy? Uh, <laughs> I sort of keep up. I do. Because I love film, I, I guess I do keep up. I sort of tend to know roughly what's going on with everything in terms of all the superhero films. And this is, and I have made one myself, but I do a slightly. I when it got to like a end game, I thought, can we stop now? Then can we? <laughs> that... That's a lot. That's a lot. Ten years, yeah. twenty some films. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. You, you made your point. It was excellent. Can we, can <laughs> you guys we... are good at this. You're really good at this. Yeah. Well, there was a thing that I really that I, I I watched. I haven't watched a lot in lockdown, but I did. I watched two seventies movies that I like. I should have watched, but I'd never. They were in, like like gaps in my film knowledge. Right. And one was yeah. Sorcerer, and okay. one was The Conversation. The the Dean oh, Hackman the conversation. Book. Yeah. And both of them were excellent, but they were so. I mean, I'm sure you know all this, but it's so interesting, like how how different seventies American cinema is, and how that those were mainstream films yeah. yeah and and how anti-government they were and how anti-establishment and how they were basically made by hippies and sort of had kind of subversive uh hearts and i watched harold and maud as well which is literally made by ah, it, yeah. you know and and you go and then you compare that to today's sort of hollywood you know they're, they're all excellent films and really well made and stuff but you go but they are corporate. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They are not. They are not telling you to think a different way. Or do you know what I mean? Like they yeah. kind of go like, "Here's a really, really, really well-made product." It, it's it's content. It's not it's yeah, not a yeah. film. It's con- it's it, you you walk into the theater and you can smell the plastic being ripped off of you mm. know the, the 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 fresh content, fresh products coming out. Not to mention if we got if we even got a conversation today, it would probably just be squeezed out like on Netflix or somewhere. Like, yeah, definitely yeah, no yeah. big theatrical right. kind of yeah. release. Right. And the end in between the- Godfathers. Yeah, <laughs> that final scene of the conversation is like I'm like you don't 
films can't end like this anymore. No. <laughs> you mentioned Harold and Maude. I've not seen Harold and Maude. It's been like 20 years. I watched it one yeah. night at a friend's house. I was blown away. What a film. Yeah, crazy. I was just in hearing you talk about film and realizing where you are. This is probably going to piss off Fraser if, if you answer a certain way. But uh, yeah. have you have you gone to a theater to see Tenet yet? Sunday night, I am going to the IMAX. <laughs> oh, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be what? Yeah. What's what's I'm the situation? What's the, situ <laughs> what's the <laughs> yeah, situation? Well, there? Are you going in like bubble wrap, or did you like yeah. buy a rollout? Well, <laughs> here's the bit I can't work out: is that. They say it's socially distant and stuff, but what they've done is they've just removed. So, so I've bought two seats, and I looked on the seat map. It's two seats, then there's an empty seat, and then it's all seats, and it's basically just uh, one seat between whatever group. And then that's not a lot. I mean, it's a no. pretty busy. It looks full, and then you're meant to wear a mask, but it also says you can eat and drink, take off your mask, eat and drink. I'm like, we're going to be in there for three hours. We're all going right. to die. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, it better be a fucking good film because <laughs> that might be it. Fra Frasier's been the film was supposed to come out on Frasier's birthday, and uh, oh, you know, man, when when, when when it got moved, and and then the here that uh, I got, I got, and it was shouts out to the the Warner Brothers rep who I won't name, who gave me the call to let me know, don't be mad. The UK reviews are going to be dropping soon. You know, we're trying to figure because you know, again, like she I, she specifically said you're going to be able to see it based off of your theater's availability. I live yeah. in New Jersey. New, New Governor was like, we're not opening theater. So I don't know. I If I don't yeah. see, like, if someone doesn't pass me, like, a bootleg or I don't get, like, a screener, yeah. I don't know when I'm going to see Tenet. I don't plan it's... on hitting a theater anytime soon. Even yeah. worse in New York. Yeah. I oh, could, man. I could, I could I, listen, I'm really sorry. I feel for you. And, I, and, and truthfully, I am scared. I mean, a part of me is no, like, yeah. should, we be, should we be going? Like, I don't, I really want to enjoy the film. And I don't want to be sat during the film going, oh, God, we're going to die. We're going to die. This is really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about what films you would be buried, buried with? At least maybe like one film, if you had to pick it? It would probably be Muppet Christmas Carol, which is... That explains you know, the poster. Are you also yeah. in the TV as well? Yeah, I, look, I, 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 I sort of always feel bad about this. I just, and it's, I just sound like a dickhead, but you can relate. I just don't have a lot of time. So right, right. I, I, I try, but I just don't have a lot of time. I did watch, what have I, because I was thinking you were going to ask me this. I was like, what the fuck have I watched? I've watched Devs. I watched all of Devs. Okay. Did you see okay. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been watching it. I didn't finish it. It was okay. It's, it's, it, the look of that film, that show, is so amazing. I, mm, I wasn't yeah. ready for it. They they nailed it. They that first yeah. episode really nails the, the the look and feel of that show. Really great yeah. casting. Yeah, that was very impressive. I oh, that, I guess this is the other thing we should talk about then is that I I did watch Dave, which you guys ah. in the previous episodes hate. I don't want to see, but I don't know if you've now seen it. I've, I, 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 I haven't budged yet. I'm sure by the end of this year, I probably will have seen some of Dave. The thing is, I, I, I know it's probably good. It's yeah, good. No, it, you know, there, there are good episodes of that show. There are good episodes. It, of that it's surprise. Like I, I was really resistant to watching it. I, you know, I think I was in both of your right. camps in terms of I don't want to see this. Yeah, but but I was impressed as it went on. There were a few episodes that are like really bold and really like oh wow okay yeah. that's like like really well written and really interesting and regardless of i and i listen i fully get what your issue is <laughs> yeah. and i can't say 
either you know but it's yeah it's some really interesting stuff in there yeah if, if you can get past little dicky being little dicky because i mean like moments where like gata you know talks about you yeah. know his mental health and like you yeah, it, it, and that i you can look on that that clip is on youtube and i mean i i need to talk to him because i i i haven't heard him or read an interview where he's talked in depth i need to know if that would like how real you know the I breaking of emotion. It, it felt like it was it was yeah, naturally yeah. happening. You know it's 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 great. And, and again, I mean, you can't deny effects. You mentioned devs. You mentioned yeah. Dave. You know, Pamela Adlon and better things like that. that's yeah. one of our favorite networks. So uh, I I give him slack. I'll cut him some slack. But you know, he's he did a lot of things to uh, you know prosthetic body parts sitting <laughs> in his closet. That uh, you know, whole episodes of that. I I I have to really be. I have, a I have to be in the right mind frame and B. Or, or yeah. A, I'm in the right mind frame. B, I have to make sure nobody else is around. So, you know, uh, uh, no, that, uh, they're not walking in. That episode was properly shocking. And 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 again, I, that is why I kind of thought, well, fair enough. I've not seen this on TV. Right, I've not right. seen a man have sex with <laughs> prosthetic legs. <laughs> like, fair lot. play. It was, I've never seen that. It was like, but, but like you said, you have, you have to get through that stuff to to again to again appreciate like the actual relationship conversation that happens mm -hmm. in that show because you're a writer do you like how much do you look at scripts like do you, do you or is one of your when you have free time are you yeah. like you know grabbing like um, scripts from films that you really like and just like going through and like highlighting or are there any favorites no. of favorite scripts no no i read i try to read books i try to read book books when i when i have if if i'm like on holiday i'll try and read a shitload of books not scripts, but I probably should read more scripts. Mm. But I watch the films. Like I said, I've seen it. There you go. But but I know that Will Will Bridges, my my co-writer, co-creator, etc. He he does read a lot of scripts. Nice. I think that's the thing. But also we we part of the job is we read a lot of scripts. As in, we get for for writers for writers room and stuff. We're we're reading scripts mm -hmm. a lot. So I try and uh, read books as well to have some breadth. Of something, so you just don't go too insular and just go like, oh yeah, in in text. <laughs> well, well, Roy Kent got handed a copy of A Wrinkle in Time, and he have you read that? Did you I, did I you actually take that home? I read that between uh, that whole episode, like between takes. I was trying to get through. It. If you see where I, I marked it out, like where where Roy is reading it at, uh, at certain points, because there was funny things. I mean, it's proper like hardcore Easter egg shit. Uh, you can see the page number that Roy's on and what's going on in that. Oh, page. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. I have to go back. I don't think you'll amazing. see it. <laughs> that was like some real bullshit method stuff going on that no one cares. Or will no, hey, see. I'll say this. If you're a fan of the Watch Less podcast and you watch Ted Lasso, I would, the first person to give me those screen grabs, we'll, we'll do something. I, I don't know what it'll be, but we'll figure something out. I, I, want, I, want, I want to see who's out there paying attention. Brett, outside of you know, season twos of, of these shows, season twos of shows that haven't even, you know, premiered yet at this yeah, point. Yeah. You know, do you have anything else that's in the works? Any other things you're writing that are going to be coming out anytime soon? Uh, no, I, I have a, I have a, I have a few things in, in development. There you go. So such is the term, such is the term, but, uh, truthfully, this is, there's not much time for any of them. So don't tell the producers that, but, uh, <laughs> so there's, <laughs> Brett can do anything, guys. Don't don't yeah. listen to any of that. Right? Yeah, I, what's it like? Both shows are, are kind of premiering around the same time. You're working mm -hmm. on season two at the same time. What is it like for Brett Goldstein to live in a very funny, very heartwarming world like Ted Lasso, and then switch to uh, soul crushing 
soul-bearing world of, of soulmates. Soul-crushing soulmates. That's funny. That's a good tagline for it. Soul-crushing. Coming soon. It will crush your soul. I, it's quite... Like, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but like truthfully, like they're both... Uh, I, I live in both worlds, as in they're, they're, they're just part of the same... I keep thinking of it like, I really hate, I don't want this to sound pretentious, but it's like, there's all your thoughts and things, and it's just kind of dialing down some bits and turning up other bits and dialing down. So Ted Lasso and Soulmates, although they are very, very different, it's it's sort of dials or like, as in the Ted Lasso thing, the, the, the heart, the jokes, the everything's turned up and then that's dialed down more with Soulmates, but Soulmates still has jokes and it still has humour, but it's more dramatic and but I don't I guess that it suits me because I've never liked sticking with one thing <laughs> so mm. that so having an anthology show and I think my brain works better when there's 300 different things to do right then if it, I think if you said to me you can only write one script you and you have to focus on that I'd cry and it would be a shit script. <laughs> it, would never, it would never get done but if you said well, you got to write four scripts there I'd be like fine yeah, fuck it. Well, again, I I think when when you're at when you're working at that high of a level of uh you know writing and turning things around, it's your your brain probably works of, of in a very different way than other people's. And I I because I can kind of relate to it, but I can't. I don't know if I could like if I had to juggle this podcast and the frequency we're doing and like a whole other podcast that was on in a totally different i i don't know if i could handle it. something would suffer at some point. So you know, it's 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 amazing that you're able to uh, see this success currently on yeah. two totally again again i i yeah. i think it's it, it's a, it's a great story it's, it's a great journey to see and i th- it, the interesting part is while you've been in it for a while a lot of people are just now starting to notice so again yeah. if, now, if, you, if, now if, you get to watch the reaction really come in like it's going to be really fun to see uh soulmates roll out is that going to yeah. be weekly yeah that'll be weekly from october 5th okay that's awesome yeah yeah i hope people love the soul crushing soulmates. <laughs> they they're gonna they're gonna again just the people <laughs> the people who tune into Black Mirror and like the episodes that people mm-hmm. really gravitate towards. I think if you're if you're a fan of stuff like that, but you also love like actual love stories and romance and things like that, because mm-hmm. again, it's it. I don't want to say it's Black Mirror and people thinking, oh, this is bad, and then some like you know a monster comes in, like you know, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, it's it's not that you know deep but i mean it is very you know it is very it is very real it is very serious a lot of people i've talked to a lot of black mirror fans who call uh be right back the episode with Mm. donald gleason their favorite episode so yeah it lines up pretty well that's nice yeah well we 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 kind of other than it being it's it's set 15 years in the future just so that the idea of the test could be established enough in our world but other than that it's our world and the only mm-hmm. the only changes we've made is like cosmetic things like what phones look like and how screens look but beyond that there's no flying car it's like we try to avoid it feeling like a science fiction show it's, it's not a science i mean it is but it isn't a science fiction show it's a it's a it's a show about modern relationships mm-hmm. just set it just set a little bit of the future <laughs> well brett thank you for coming through this this is an amazing conversation i really appreciate you taking oh, the thank time you out. so much i really enjoyed hanging out with you both awesome really fun all right man take care take care brett goldstein i want to i want to thank you first actually like listening to the podcast and coming back with 
questions. I kind of wish we had better uh, responses. But again, that was dope to hear. It, it's it's amazing to hear. I was not expecting that. No, not at all. It's it's a uh, it's uh, again. I I think his brain works a little different. You you can't you can't be wired like everybody else and be able to maintain you know two new shows during a pandemic pandemic on you know two premiere networks like it, Man, it, there's something there's is, something going on up there that's not normal he's killing it and i gotta say these are some of my favorite episodes like you know it's always great to get like the big guests but i a love getting someone who we can just talk like really nerd right. shit with like you said when we wrapped with him like you know we talk about the science of acting we talk about writers rooms and concepting all that we got into podcasting like He's really, you know, into this shit. Yeah. But it's also really dope to get someone on the cusp of right. what is clearly about to be a big run. Like, I right. think, especially in a year, you know, we made a joke about me being starved of succession and Sarah Snook is in the first episode of Soulmates. But in a year where people have been saying like, oh, this is Black Mirror. Yeah. Whereas Black Mirror, I think a show that has, you know, Black Mirror vibes, mm -hmm. just vibes. You know, it's it's its own thing, but really interesting. And I think that show is really going to take off. Yeah. Ted Lasso is clearly taking off. And I think if you're an actor, writer, creator like Brett Goldstein, this is clearly just the beginning Facts. of right. what's going to be a crazy run. So it's always it's always dope to, to get people, you know, and right I, on that crest. And I also I, I, I hope I don't know if they're out there. I've not heard about it, but I hope that there's a portion of our audience that has aspirations to be a writer or an actor or a director or a producer what have you these conversations are gold i mean you know it, there's no better way to understand how these jobs actually work than you know speaking to people who are and it's not like again this is this is a total it's a it's the new normal and it's totally abnormal so understanding you know you're going to be on zoom calls with you know famous stars and not know you know if you're going to be able to talk to them right or you're going to have to juggle two shows that have just been renewed working, you know, simultaneously. That's, that's, that's a lot of work. That's a lot You're of talking work. about inspiration. He got, I'm about to like stay here and get on final draft. He about to, he about to pull out the <laughs> word processor and get this script popping. <laughs> I guess I should let you go. Oh, shouts out to anybody who's been rocking with us and anybody continuing to rock with us. We always appreciate your love. Watch less drops every Wednesday morning, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. Please like, comment, rate, subscribe, all that shit. Boost the signal. The more we can hear from you and that you're fucking with us, the more we can give you guys some dope content. So please just, you know, just, just keep letting people know that you're rocking with Watch Less. At Complex Pop on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us. Please get in the conversation. For the summer man, I'm Cal, advising you as always to wear a goddamn, again, Brett Goldstein's going to the theater to see Tenet. He's shook and he's going to be masked up. He might rock a couple of masks just to be on the safe side. Six six feet distance. I don't. And I, the other thing is, if you're going to the movie theater, I don't care how many seats they say in between y'all. You might need to just go to the corner or go to somewhere just so you can feel safe. Because I don't want y'all contracting no nonsense with being. Never. I'll shut up. Tune in and watch less. Peace. Peace. Watch less is hosted by Fraser Tharp and myself, Cal. Our producer is Taliba Newman. Our associate producer and sound engineer is Jasmine Plata. Our editor is Tyler Boltheis. Our production manager is Chancel Correa. Talent booker is Anthony Allred. Our junior booker is Austin Bailey. 
Our Director of Talent Relations is Kristen Price Harrell. Senior Director of Operations is Jen Stewart. The watch list is a part of the Complex Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.